whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome, everyone. This is Mike Gary. I'm your host for today's Whistleblower Report, and this will be another faith segment. And uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, vaccine passport or the medical certification uh, process that's going to be placed all across the world. And it most commonly is referred to as the vaccine passport. And of course, the WHO recently met, you know, approximately three weeks ago in Geneva uh, to discuss such things to bring upon the world. So we're going to do the, discuss that and overlay that with scripture. And uh, I think this is going to be a very interesting show for everybody in light of the three years we have experienced. So this is uh, how today's show is going to uh, set up. And uh, before I get going too far, I want to thank uh, the Truth for Health Foundation donors that have helped uh, the, our legal recipients uh, for the many battles that we've waged legally. And we appreciate your funds and the efforts and time and money uh, that you're giving to us definitely are helping us turn the tide in this as we're seeing more and more lawsuits across the uh, across the country. Uh, against big pharma and the government for all the COVID mandates that were forced upon us. Um, when So you guys know me as Major Mike Gary, most commonly. And as you know, I never am on this show in any capacity to represent the Department of Defense. I'm always speaking from my own personal opinions and my own free thoughts. But I just would like the uh, listeners out there to be aware of that I was deeply read in prophecy, particularly in the Bible. It's one of my favorite pieces. And today, if, if we have time, we're going to get to Matthew 24 and, and uh, chapter 13 in the book of Revelation later on. That'll probably be in the second half. But, you know, I've always been prophetically minded. And that's why I think I had a heads up when uh, COVID first started. I knew what to look for. And again, you guys know me as a as a Seaburn officer, chem bio rad nuclear officer. But I believe God placed me in that field for a reason, to give me insights and to give me a, you know a futuristic look ahead. So in my life, I believe that you know God is active, plays an active role in what I do and what my family does. And I believe a lot of people, a lot of devout Christians believe this way too. So that's how, when I do things, I'm looking from that point of view. God has an active role in my life. And that stands for my profession. 
or my old profession anyway, because I'm no longer working that now. That was taken away from me. So anyway, I kind of want you guys as listeners to realize that. And that's why when I have some of these faith segment discussions, that's kind of the uh, area I'm coming from. All right. So I want to um, let you guys in on a um, what I would call like a ministry meeting that I had. I had this back on 8 June and uh, it was a great meeting. It was on Zoom. It was about 85 other people listening in. And this was a crowd of people that think very similar to the way I just explained. They have a purpose in life, uh, God-given purpose, and they act upon that. God plays an active role. And uh, in obedience to God, they they play that active role. So anyway, that's the type of crowd I was on with. Um, it was this Zoom meeting was run by Dr. Carla Dean Graves, who's a medical doctor, awesome woman, and uh, she's very connected. She's petitioned the congressmen and senators uh, about all the COVID stuff that we've experienced before. So she's over the three years, as you can imagine, she's put together quite a ministry group, and it's called the Sovereignty Coalition along with the torch of freedom. Uh, and they invited me to this meeting on, like I said, the 8th June. And there was two, uh, it was approximately a two-hour meeting. And there was two great speakers. The first one was a uh, Sam Rohr from Pennsylvania. He runs the Stand in the Gap Media, which runs radio programs or podcasts. And uh, so he's noted for being a long, I believe he was a longstanding state senator for Pennsylvania, and he also ran for governor there in that state, did not make it, but he was, so he's well known in Pennsylvania, highly respected. He was the opener. And then the second speaker was um, Congresswoman Michelle Bachman. Uh, So, and she was awesome. So she was giving us like a current update on stuff, but for Sam, I just want to kind of highlight that uh, Sam was telling us in in his view, and again, it's a view that I share too, uh, he was saying that the church is apostate in general, generally speaking, that the Christian church in America is apostate. They haven't been doing what they needed to be doing in this time. And he pointed out things like the PPP loans, a lot of churches took them. That was essentially linking up with government, being controlled by government, um, the churches widely gave in to uh, medical mandates, participated, ran vaccine centers, tested. You know, um, so he pointed many of these things out, and then he also called for the church and those who dis- you know misled or deceived uh, for the man- medical mandates that were pressed upon people, especially like, for example, the vaccine, which the COVID-19 gene therapy, AKA the vaccine that we know is now dangerous to people. Uh, those le- spiritual leaders, ministry leaders that misled penny people, they need to come out and repent. And, um, that was one of his points. And I thought that was a great one. Cause I've shared that view for a long time now. And then, okay, so the guest speaker was Michelle Bachman, and she spoke for an hour, and it was great because she was trying to alert people. She had made it to that 
Geneva meeting where the who was and uh, she was trying to get the word out on what took place there on these amendments that they were uh, agreeing upon. They hadn't voted on them, uh, but she had a lot of things to say about that as she was there ahead of the meeting, made observations. She was actually there to pray with a group of prayer warriors to, to pray over the whole place. And uh, so she was sharing her experiences and her knowledge that she learned from that. And it was a, I found it very informative. And plus the, the group of people that were on the meeting were just the, the highest caliber uh, believers. So anyway, what I've got, got a couple articles here. And uh, one of them is from leoholman.com which is going to cover essentially what Michelle Bachman uh, told us that night in that uh, ministry meeting. This, this, uh, this is an article that covers Michelle Bachman's uh, report when she got directly back from uh, Geneva. So that one I'm going to read first. We'll go through it, and uh, I will react in certain places uh, with specific things that Michelle Bachman uh, said. And then the other one is a little more detailed information from the uh, Children's Health Defense, and it's uh, an article on the launch for the new Global Vaccine Passport Initiative. And I'll re- I'll get into that one. Uh, hopefully, I get these both done before the break. If I don't, we'll carry on with that second article after the break and uh, take a look at that then. And then, like I said, overlay that with pertinent scripture, prophetic scripture. Okay, so this lehoman.com is uh, investigative reporting on globalism, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and where politics and culture and religion intersect. So it's titled, Michelle Bachman reports directly from WHO, World Health Assembly in Geneva. No dissent registered by any nation thus far to proposed amendments, nor to global pandemic treaty. And that was the key about this one, is uh, they were discussing the pandemic, the global pandemic treaty. Okay, so I'm going to get into, get through the pages here. And so former Minnesota Congresswoman Michelle Bachman is in Geneva this week as a part of a small team of prayer warriors interceding for the very serious situation in which the world finds itself. We are on the brink of a major historical event in which power is in the process of shifting from nation states to international bodies affiliated with the United Nations. It's that process and how to accomplish it that's being discussed right now at the 76th Annual World Health Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland. Okay, so this is very serious. We're about to lose our nationhood or our sovereignty uh, over the next couple of years is what it's looking like. So Bachman will be monitoring the proceedings regarding major events to the International Health Regulations, uh, last amended in 2005. That would be under Bush, uh, President Bush Jr., as well as an all-new pandemic accord, and this is the key piece to it, that would shift massive amounts of power from national governments over to the United Nations World Health Organization and its director general, okay? And then uh, there's a quote here. It says this James 
Roguski, who has been following this extremely deeply, and he's got a whole website. It'll come up later on. He says, his quote is, I can appreciate a skillfully, skillfully crafted evil plan, and that's what I see. There will be a lot of people deceived. End quote. Emergencies to the who, because it was so effective the last three years, right? So she says, uh, Bachman stated in a text message that the WHO's 194 uh, member nations will take a final vote on whether to hand over their sovereignty to the WHO one year from today at the 77th World Health Assembly that will be in May of 2024. That vote will be on the package of 300 amendments uh, supplanting or changing the current international health rules, she said, the delegates will also vote on a global pandemic health treaty accord. Okay, so she was very adamant about these amendments when she was actually speaking on the uh, the ministry meeting that I was a part of. Michelle Bachman was very adamant that the Biden administration had the lion's share of the work to these amendments. They're the ones that crafted them and sent them to the who. That's the way uh, she explained it. She was very adamant about it, that this is more or less America giving over their amendments to the who. And uh, so without America's efforts, this probably wouldn't have come so quickly. Just give me a second. I'm going to take a drink of coffee. Uh, I'm here very early morning. Uh, recording this the morning after the Trump indictment to give you a time frame. Another historical thing, as well as this uh, Geneva who pandemic accord. Okay, so reading on. Those two documents will be synthesized and coordinated and will be voted on at the same event in Geneva in May of 2024, Bachman explained. There was no dissent registered by any nation thus far at the World Health Assembly 2023 to either the proposed 300 amendments nor the global pandemic treaty. She said, it is a unified voice of support for the passage of the amendments in the proposed pandemic treaty, she further stated that the U.S. delegate to the assembly, there are many alternates listed, spoke today, May of 2023, in favor of passing the package of proposed international health amendments and the global pandemic accords. Barring intervention, the timetable and gender are in place for passage in May of 2024. So we got just a little bit under a year before this thing is going to become <laughs> the law of the world. Uh, Nations will negotiate and will discuss the proposed 300 amendments and pandemic treaty in New York City at the UN General Assembly meeting in September of 2023, Bachman said. The final package of the amendments will be presented to the UN in January of 2024, um, meaning the amendments and treaty will not be altered after that date. Okay, so... She further stated that the delegates plan to return to Geneva in February of 2024 to discuss and finalize their plans before the final vote one year from now at the 77th World Health Assembly at United Nations in Geneva, Switzerland, May of 2024. Another expert on the globalist plans to achieve world uh, domination through the avenue of public health is James Roguski. Okay. A California-based researcher and writer, Roguski runs the website, and and um, I'm going to give his website here. But Michelle 
when I was on that meeting, she was very adamant that he, this James Roguski, he's got the most current information. He's the most versed in all of this. And his website is the place to go uh, to keep up to date on all this. Uh, very current. And he's got the best information. There's nobody following it closer than him. She was very, um, you know, that's she wanted to press upon us that this is the place to go. Okay. His website, James Roguski's website is worldwide.exitthewho.com. I'll read that again. Worldwide.exitthewho.com. He said the draft documents have been crafted in almost complete secrecy, and yet they will be presented as inclusive and reflective of a board array of stakeholders. He said U.S. passports in the early 1970s were issued with a small pack, uh, smallpox vaccine certificate. This was your proof when entering another country that you had been immunized against smallpox. He said his girlfriend still has an old passport from 1972 showing the certificate of vaccination. Okay, so this has been around for a while. And if you think of it, you can think in a lot of areas where you've had to prove a vac- specific vaccination or some medical intervention to do a certain thing. So it's finally just, it's kind of coming to a head here. Okay, so in Annex 6 of the International Health Regulations, there's a form identical to my girlfriend's passport of 1972. It's already been there, but they want to digitize that, which would make it much easier to expand to whatever else they want to require or mandate. Digitizing it would open it up to all sorts of other certificates of compliance on a QR code. So Roguski um, said every nation under these proposed changes sees itself as having the right to tell foreign travelers, you have to get these injections or you can't come to our nation or state. The question is, how do they do that? This one item, digital health certificates. Okay, so here's another name that it hides under is the digital health certificates or vaccine passport is included in the proposed amendments to the IHRs. That also happens to be one item. The G20 all agreed at their summit in Indonesia last November. Uh, Surprise, surprise. That they wanted every nation to accept and implement. Each nation is about to be coerced into abusing, not necessarily their own citizens' freedoms, but the freedoms of citizens of every other nation. But if everyone agrees to abuse other nations' citizens, then everyone ends up being abused, Roguski said. The irony and the hypocrisy are unbelievable. This is the thing that I think they might push through. It's just a digital expansion of what everyone already accepts, and then you uh, rally. Oh, excuse me. Then you really do have a worldwide digital ID system. And that's the thing about this. You know, you finally have a marking or a tracking system for every human being on the face of the planet, a worldwide digital ID system that easily becomes the beast system. And nobody is talking about it, Roguski said. They could push that through quietly. Um, and, you know, when on when I was on this ministry meeting, this is, again, the... the uh, 
sense of urgency that Michelle Bachman was relaying. She was telling us that everybody was in consensus there. They were all shaking their heads. Now, nothing was voted on, and this digital uh, ID system wasn't even talked about uh, official in the official capacity of the meeting. It was the Monday after it all ended, I think, which would be 5 June, I believe, is when the WHO just decided to say, yep, we've adopted it. So there's no vote on this. They didn't bring it before the 194 nations listed there. They just decided to implement it after the meeting ended the Monday after. Like I said, I believe that was 5 June. And uh, so this is how they're doing things. They're bringing them there, revealing things, saying they're going to at this next meeting, we're going to talk about voting on these amendments. But at the same time, they've got their... Uh, behind scenes or behind closed doors agenda where they're just, they're going to uh, say we've adopted it, you know, because they're not beholden to anybody. Then They don't belong to a nation or a government that would hold them accountable in any way. They're their own entity and they're just making decisions uh, without bringing forth votes. Not that the 194 nations wouldn't vote for it. It's just, uh, I think this way they can keep all the parts of it quiet. They don't have to explain it. If they had to explain it, it may cause questioning. Questioning may lead to people objecting to it. So I think they just rather run things in a very uh, behind-the-back fashion. Now, um, reading on here, it says, uh, Roguski, they have these systems in place already, he added. All they have to do is sneak it in under the guise of some other issue. Right. Some other emergency like we've so familiar with. What might that order issue be? The need for a voter ID, perhaps? I can appreciate a skillfully crafted evil plan. And that's what I see here. There will be a lot of people that you wouldn't expect who would actually fall for this. They'd say, oh, you don't have to get the jab. You just have to get a test and then just let us check your digital ID. Bingo. We saw during COVID how many people refused the jab, but agreed to get tested in order to be able to do certain things, go certain places. They will do it again, thinking they avoided the jabs, only they will be accepting a global digital ID. They will now be marked with a digital ID that is recognized, certified under global standards set by the WHO. They are now a certified obedient citizen of the world who is able to travel internationally without incident. If the UN and its support structure within the global corporations and governments of the world are able to pull this one off uh, on us, then we deserve all the oppression that comes our way. It's not like we didn't get a good warning. The lessons of the last pandemic were clear. (laughs) Any power or authority you give these monsters over your life, whether it be your local health director or or the demonic entities in high places of the United Nations, they will claim that power over you uh, perpetually and assume your obedience and submission to them. If you withhold your submission, you get left behind unable to buy or sell, move about uh, freely, work or or a job or receive any government benefits. That, my friends, is where this is heading, whether you want to believe it or not. The overwhelming majority will offer their uh, 
fealty to the beast. Okay. And uh, so, okay, I'm going to kind of end this article here. It goes on and on and on. This is a good place to uh, leave it before the break here. And what I'd like to mention is, obviously, I represent a small group of people that did not take the jab, right, and did not comply uh, with a lot of the illegal mandates. And that's why I, I'm such a strong believer in holding our officials accountable uh, for the laws they actually broke, the Constitution they actually went against uh, over the last three years. Um and I think I'm amongst a crowd, you know, military whistleblowers that feel that, you know, the righteous thing is for justice, actual justice to come upon those authorities who misled, lied, and took people's individual rights away, especially in this country. There's no other country on the face of the planet that we have a better opportunity to actually pursue uh, righteousness in this matter. And that's why... Uh, you know, I continue to press forward in holding them to the letter of the law in this case. And, you know, the, the, um, for me, the shot is probably the, I think the easiest one, because it's the best documented that they only ever gave emergency use authorization product. And when everybody sits down and finally reads the documents and actually reads the vials or the, the, um, the uh, the number that corresponds with the lot that you were given on your vaccine card, you'll find out it was emergency use authorization product, not an FDA approved product. You know, and I think this there's finally the Watts versus DOD case. There's vaccine injured people uh, standing up legal cases and filing legal suits finally, you know, and they're starting to pop up all over the place. And I think this is why we have to press uh in this manner to make what make it right for what happened the last past three years. So anyway, now you have my personal opinions and what I think Americans should be doing. Again, I uh, also put that forth to all of you to pursue these things because there's a lot of us that were harmed in many ways. So anyway, we're going to come back after the break. Before I do that, before I break, I want you to go check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org. Check out our resources, our COVID treatment guides, our COVID vaccine injury treatment guide, our radiation treatment guide. You know, we just have a lot of helpful pamphlets and resources there. Again, I would encourage you to um, join our Faith Over Fear seminars. Go to our Medicine and Ministry or Catholics for Preservation for Life. We also have on that our homepage there, we've got a tab for prayer warriors. And I would offer that, uh, you know, if you guys are looking to be uh, in one accord with other believers, go to that prayer warrior tab and see our corporate prayers there and be in accord with us and pray for those uh, corporate prayers that we've placed there. All right. We will be right back. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. (music) 
America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. This message is from the Truth for Health Foundation. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Sigloff, a family medicine physician and a major in the U.S. Army. The following are only my opinions. Service members are being coerced to participate in medical experimentation, with over 7,500 service members being discharged for refusing to participate. Many of them have lost their retirement and medical benefits. There are allegations that the DOD is committing medical fraud, violating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and violating the constitutional rights of service members. Strong men and women stand ready to defend so that you can sleep peacefully through the night. Now we must stand watch over the military so they can sleep peacefully through the night. Please get involved to help protect the military. This message brought to you by the Truth For Health Foundation. For more information, please visit truthforhealth.org. That is truthforhealth.org. Truth, the word for, health.org. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Mike Gary, your host for today's uh, faith segment. Again, you know me most commonly as Major Mike Gary. And uh, we just uh, welcome you back to the second half of the show. And, you know, I want to thank the donors out there. Again, we appreciate all the funds that you give us to support these legal efforts we got going. And like I was talking before the break, you know, I feel everybody should uh, look into if they were wrong during the last three years, they should pursue legal action because it is our constitutional right uh, to uh, set grievances right, right. And uh, pursue those things. And we were so 
mistreated over the last three years. So many of us, not everybody, but uh, well, maybe everybody in this country, you know, but some of us more than others. And certainly if you find yourself in the category of more than others, then you should, you should look into that. And uh, as I was talking to you, before the break, it reminded me of a quick story that I want to tell that is something I just learned. And I think it's pertinent to our conversation today uh, because it's probably happening in your home. If it's happening in mine, there's a good chance that it's happening in other people. So I think it's worth talking about. I was uh, talking with my 15-year-old son, um, you know, a week ago, let's say, and uh, I could see there was something bothering him. We were talking, you know, he's at 15. He's thinking about working. You know, he does work and he's he's in the process of getting his license, you know, his permit. And so there's a lot of changes going on in his life. And then, uh, you know, uh, back in December of 2020, uh, as the shot was just coming out, uh, my father passed away. So his grandfather, who he was very close with, passed away. And if you guys remember, uh, I hate to remind everybody of this, but remember, you could only go into hospitals in limited capacity, right? Certain Only certain numbers of people at certain hours for certain times. Remember all these things? Again, these are all ways they violated us. Mm, okay. And I, my son, we were talking about, you know, life and things that he was, decisions he was going to have to make about things and stuff like that. And then it became clear when I started talking about, you know, checking into working with or volunteering uh, with some older men, it'd be like your grampy, I said. And I could see that had hurt him. You know, I was saying, I was talking about male mentorship and you should look into this. And when I said that, I could see there was something bothering him and I had hit it right on the bullseye. didn't know it. My son has been suffering for missing his grandfather who he's very close with, but he never got closure of his grandfather. See only my mother, the wife and uh, me ever got into the hospital to see my father pass away. He did not pass away of COVID by the way, or anything related to that. It was, it was truly cancer. You know, okay. So I'll dispel that right from the beginning. But anyway, we were the only two that got to see him in his last moments. My children who were very close with him. I have four children. None of them got to do that. And of course my son being male to male, you know, relationship, close bond, he didn't get to see that. And that's all over our country that this is the same issue, okay? And that alone, uh, we we did this to people, right? These hospital administrations did this to people to, uh, and we never got closure properly. And they took that, our time away from our precious loved ones. Now think about that. So they don't care, I guess is what, you know, they don't care about us ultimately. And this is why they're gonna go forward and bring forth, you know, a digital vaccine passport because they simply just don't care about people or the individual. And again, this has never been made right. It can never be made right 100%. But certainly with lawsuits, we can do something, right? So here I'm going to jump into um, 
this other article I've got from the Children's Health Defense Network. It's called The Death Sentence for Millions, Who EU Launched New Global Vaccine Passport Initiative. And it's written by Michael Nevraticus, PhD. Uh, so it says, miss a day, miss a lot, subscribe. Okay, no, sorry about that. That was just a disclaimer. Uh, so the World Health Organization, the European Commission, the executive branch of the European Union on Mondays launched a landmark digital health par- partnership, marking the beginning of the WHO global digital health certificate network to promote a global interoperable uh, digital vaccine passport beginning this month. So month of June, very current, the WHO will adopt the EU system of digital COVID-19 cert, uh, excuse me, certification to establish a global system that will help facilitate global mobility and protect citizens across the world from ongoing and future health threats, including pandemics, according to Monday's announcement by the WHO and the European Commission. Okay, and then I've got a tweet here uh, where the WHO tweeted out they're launching this digital health initiative that was on 5 June of 2023. And then I have a note here that says, uh, yeah, that here's a reminder that Michelle Bachman was adamant in that meeting that are participated in that they only talked about the amendments of the pandemic treaty and they never discussed this um, launching of this vaccine passport, which as you can see, I favor it, call it the B system. And I think during the three years of COVID, they were instrumental at bringing forth these, uh, you know, B system events. And one thing I was extremely, uh, well, startling to me, I guess, is watching Israel. And now I think, uh, you know, looking, looking over to, Israel, I've, I've known through scriptures to, to watch Israel as like God's time clock, right? You know, 1948 was a big thing when it received a state ship. And uh, that was, they met a lot of prophecy. So I know, know to watch Israel as a God's timetable. And, you know, watching them, Israel, you know, force the B system. You could not literally buy or sell in that country in that first year of the vaccine. And then that's where I was getting some of my best data is the best information was they became more and more sick. They had all these health ailments. That's where I started to learn about the heart attacks, myocarditis type, you know, cardiac events, all this information coming out of Israel, but they just kept driving it forward for hundred percent compliance in that country. And then I, again, I haven't confirmed this, but I believe it was the true Orthodox Jews that did not get it. And I could be wrong on that, but that's what I tend to think as I was watching the numbers get up into the hot, you know, near 90% compliance rate over there. And then, and then of course, America became so bad that I stopped watching uh, Israel. And uh, so anyway, I've always felt that was quite interesting. Now, um, kind of running out of time there's other things i wanted to cover here i want to get to scripture and the overlay of scripture here but anyway this this um children's health defense 
article is very good. You should go on, read it. I just read the first couple paragraphs to you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's alarming in light of everything that we've experienced and that are still coming. And uh, what I want to do is now that uh, we can see that uh, between the other article, this article, this system is this, uh, yeah, vaccine passport is very, really shaping up. I want to read to you uh, chapter 13, and this is going to be the old King James version. This is chapter 13 in the book of Revelation. Okay, I'm going to read the whole chapter just uh, you know, to get everybody reminded of it. There may be some things that jump out at you, but I'm really going to focus at the end on the, the last couple verses. But anyway, here goes. Uh, chapter 13, verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of, a, out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast, which I saw, was like unto a leopard and his feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth as the mouth of a lion and the dragon gave him his power and his seat in great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and a power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months, a key time frame right there. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwelt in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth saw, uh, excuse me, earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed and he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in sight of men and he and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which he had uh, the wound by a sword and did live. Verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should be uh, should both be speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Verse 16 and 17. Here's the two that I want to uh, come back to here. And he causeth all, both small and great, 
rich and poor, free and blonde, to receive a mark in the right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. Okay, so uh, my reaction to this, okay, uh, it was interesting the buildup of the pressure of the COVID shot in the military, uh, especially uh, as you. As the audience probably knows, I'm up here in the Northeast where the mandates were the, probably the most severe. You know, it's either between us and the West Coast, but the pressure was immense in the military. And it, the expectation almost from the word go was everybody was going to get this thing, you know, and we all knew it was experimental. And what I found in the first six months of the fielding of it is this shifted from you know, an experimental thing to forcing everybody to get it. It was a crowd of people that were sifted out uh, that had an objection. And I think it was an instinct that God had put in a lot of people. Now, a lot of it was devout Christians that had separated themselves like myself. Uh, But then there was a few others that just believed in God. I'm not sure they had a saving belief, but but this this was forcing them, whether they believed or not, into God. But they there was something in them that they objected, and it was like a deep-seated instinct, like God had put it in them. And so there was a lot of people I identified in in this type of crowd of people. And uh, at, I had my religious exemption packet done before the vaccine even came out. So mine was used as a template uh, for the area I'm at. And I certainly passed my example around to other people, but... Some people were like they didn't know the Bible well enough to to have an objection or what to object to, you know. And I handed out verses that would explain why to object to such an experimental thing that was born out of a child sacrifice and, you know, the hex cells that was the biggest offense. But you know, the bo- the body is the temple, the Holy Spirit putting you know things in it that shouldn't don't belong. So all these things. And I, so I pointed out verses along those lines to people. It was my operations officer who was under me. He objected. Uh, he, and I once call him a strong Christian, but he said he was a Christian. But when I gave him the verses, the one he reacted to the most was 16 and 17. Because we're in it for about six months at this point. And we were seeing you could not buy or sell in certain places around the world. And when he read that and uh, we talked about it, I could see his demeanor changed. And it was, he was like, you know, white as a ghost. I could tell he had like a revelation or it was like he just saw something that was alarming, you know, like he saw a ghost, right? That, and uh, he's like, sir, I can't believe this. This is happening. And uh, I think at that point, maybe his, uh, belief was starting to be solidified. Okay. And he could see that the Bible was a living, a living, breathing thing, especially in my life. He was watching it, you know, me in action and I live by it. And I could see it was becoming real for him. 
So it was interesting. And I have many of these, you know, these uh, meetings with people during this time or these things that I learned from people uh, about the reaction of these forced mandates, especially around the shot. It, I found it to be an interesting time to actually reach people about God. And, you know, that's what I was doing. Again, I was fulfilling the Great Commission by planting seeds, you know, uh, certainly as it relates to God's word. But more importantly, God's word is active. It's alive. And it is a part, you know, should be a part of everybody's life and is mine. And people saw that as an example. Well, this, this, um, what happened here is eventually I was uh, pulled, pulled out first. <laughs> We're not getting the, the vaccine. Right. And, uh, when I, when I was forced to leave by way of an investigation on me, uh, some of the people that objected the vaccine gave in, I was in a way their protective shield, uh, because I had all the legalities and I had the spiritual side, the science side and all the legalities I had them all. So it was hard to, to, uh, get beyond me, uh, you know, and get at people. But eventually this, this guy had to, uh, you know, get the shot. He wasn't in a good financial spot. So, you know, and this is the sad thing, right? But anyway, this guy was so disturbed by having to be forced into it. He, he actually bloodled himself. He went home as soon as he could and, and, you know, cut at that, injection site to bleed it out or suck it out. So these are things that people actually did during this time. He was so disturbed at it. But another thing that we learned is certain lots were different. And we certainly checked his lot out after, as far as we could tell, it was one of the benign, you know, it was one of the ones that were probably saline. Again, there's no hundred percent in any of this, but here's some of the evil with this different lots varying degrees of harm right and then we we know of the magnetism and the neural link the hydrogels the lipid nanoparticles the not following good manufacturing practices this is why an eua product right because essentially they don't follow good manufacturing practices this is why people have to hold big pharma and, you know, whoever else is responsible, the government, uh, enforcing these things. And that has to be done. Okay, so we're quickly running out of time here. And I just wanted to share that actual experience. As you're going to see, as I do more and more of these shows, I actually have a lot of hands-on experience with individuals over these, these mandates. And, you know, I'll unveil them over time. But today I get a, I wanted to get to Matthew 24, react to it a little bit. I'm not sure I'm going to have time to read it all. But in relation to where we're at, you know, that's all very scary if you think about it. But we shouldn't be in the, you know, feeling of fear, right? And that's, that's again, why we've kind of been sifted out over the, this time. That's why you found programs like this or other podcasts like this. Because we learned that fear was the wrong emotion to be in. And God says to fear not. Right? I think he says to, to fear not more than anything else in the Bible. I think that's mentioned more than any other topic, right? Because we can so be deceived by our own fear. So in Matthew uh, 24, and I'm not going to be able to read the whole chapter, but I do want to start in on it and react to it a little bit. Uh 
you know, because I think this is ultimately the timetable that most of us are looking at. And again, Israel being a big piece of that in our current time, right? Because Trump did move the U.S. embassy from, um, uh, I'm trying to think, he moved it to Jerusalem, right? And that kind of set the stage for making it the capital in a way. Uh, and that was a made, I believe it's a prophetic event, you know. So anyway, Matthew 24. Uh, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things. Verily, I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And at and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what, uh, what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? There's the question presented. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Okay, very good warning. Take heed, no man deceive you, right? Like the deception of the last three years. Okay, so verse five says, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Okay, and I think I, I've highlighted, but the end is not yet. So we're gonna see a lot of uh troubling times. You know, we're gonna see uh with the birth pangs of the second return of Christ. And we don't know how long this is. There could be many revivals during this period too. And I, I truly believe in that. That's one thing I'm holding out for. And then verse seven says, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. I highlighted beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Okay, I'm running quickly running out of time for today's show. But I'm going to end on verse 10. And then shall, I already read it, but I'm going to read it again here. Verse 10 says, And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Did we see that here in America over the last three years? Did we see one betray another? We even saw it within the families, right? Which is an extremely sad proposition, you know, the shot, ultimately ending with the shot mandate, divided many. And, uh, you know, and again, the vac this vaccine passport that the WHO is going to push through, that will just be accepted unanimously if we don't do something, is going to continue to separate us or, cont or continue to have that separating line between us. We'll never heal as a nation. You know, and so that's why we have to press back. We have a constitution. We need to keep a constitution and not give it away to international bodies that have no meaning. I mean, the who really has no meaning. And, um, you know, hopefully you found the show helpful today in light of God's word overlaying with current events. 
you know, uh, we'll get deeper into some more prophetic scripture in another show, as we'll probably talk about Daniel coming up and some other things. But, you know, we need to hold them accountable. It's, you know, that is a righteous thing, holding people accountable. So if I had anything to press upon you is let's hold our officials accountable and not allow these things like this digital vaccine passport to come true. So thanks to our donors, sign up to give a donation as your donations have helped our our nation's finest fight back across this nation. Go to www.truthforhealth.org, join our crusade. We are silent no more. Sign up for our email alerts and check out all resources that we provide for medical advice to ministry help and constitutional rights information. All right, we will be back. This is Mike Gary signing off. Thank you for joining us today on the Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org. Join our crusade. We are silent no more. We urge you to sign up for our email alerts, donate to support our legal defense work to secure the human and civil rights secured by law, and to live our lives in accordance with the U.S. Constitution and God's truth. We are here to bring you hope and solutions for such a time as this with all that is assaulting our way of life, join us and stand strong against the lies and deception and speak out, get loud, get involved. God bless you and thank you for joining us.